Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Blizzard Watch. And my voice is unusually deep today i don't know what that is why i'm talking like that i uh, hope you guys had a good weekend uh it was my birthday last week y'all if you missed it i'm sorry but it was pretty good I, I had well i had a really bad opening to my birthday my ipod got smashed um so i mean my ipod's real important to me but a bunch of people came together and i got a new ipad so thank you guys very much uh and that's you know that was my weekend, so I thought I'd mention it. Uh, up with me this week, two wonderful co-hosts. First up, I'm going to introduce her first because usually I go with Mitch. So uh, Anne, Anne Stickney, does everything for the site. What are you up to, Anne? Wait, I need you. Uh, we need to back it up for a second here because did you say iPod or iPad? iPad. Pad. I, okay. I heard, I, I heard iPod. The first I heard time iPod, I was... and I'm like, well, that's weird. Don't you have a? F- Most people are using phones for music. Now. Oh no, no, it's an iPad. <laughs> that's this. That's why I was confused. I was oh, like, I, I use it because my eyes are really bad because of yeah. the whole going blind thing. Yeah, and I use it for a lot of text reading and stuff, and so it was really, really. A yeah, nice no, thing. I have one. I have one that I just cart around with me all over the place. If I'm working remote or whatever, I usually take that with me because I can do limited stuff. I can at least edit and things on it. Um, hi, how am I doing? I'm sort of better. I don't, I, I came down with that. I forgot to tell you happy birthday. I'm sorry. And That's I think, okay. I think the reason I forgot to tell you happy birthday is number one, I was doing a million things at once. And number two, I also had a fever. So <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really all there this week. I made some Animal Crossing tweets that were like... <laughs> <laughs> the Animal Crossing universe has gotten really weird in my head <laughs> over the course of the weekend. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? Um, not a whole lot, really. I still need to do... I didn't get around to doing LFR Wing 1. I queued up for it, and then it said that the queue time was like 40 minutes or something like that. And I was like, no, no, I want to be in bed. So <laughs> I like went back to bed and curled up under the blankets. Um, so I still need to do that. However, I did, um, I've been farming rares. I have like very few things left to get off of Argus. And one of the things that I got, um, I got the non-combat pet. She doesn't battle anything, but it's Una, the ghost Draenei kid. Ooh. Yeah, the creepy ghost Draenei yeah. kid. I got her this Una weekend. Una the ghost Draenei. Yeah. I got, I got her this weekend. So I was like, okay, well, that's one more thing to check off of the checkbox. The only mount that I'm missing out of all of the mounts that you can get through just like farming rares and stuff on Argus, the only one I don't have is the one off of the Houndsmaster guy. I'm still farming him, but I have all of the rest of them. The only Mitch, ones I don't... you still don't have any of them, right? <laughs> Uh, I have a couple, but not he has that many. some. The only ones that I don't have is that one, and then the ones from the Army of the Light boxes. I'm still missing like three of those, but that's okay. That can come in due time, and I've been farming that rare. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Is just like 
dinking around, doing a lot of Animal Crossing because it required very little in the way of thought and drinking a lot of fluids and sleeping. <laughs> this, this is phone Animal Crossing, right? Yes. Only I have it on, well, I have it on the iPad, but it's a mobile game, yes. Yeah, mobile, mobile Animal game. Crossing, yes. That's, uh, that's what I use the iPad, one of the things I use the iPad for is the uh, Legion mobile app. Because yeah. it's much, it's much bigger, it's bigger. on that. So. Yeah, it's bigger. Yeah. It's easier to see. Um, I just appreciate the whole reason why I put Animal Crossing on the iPad was so that I wasn't playing it every hour of every day. <laughs> because I know if I had it on my phone, my phone is with me constantly. And I'd be checking the stupid thing constantly. And I don't need to do that. <laughs> All right. Also also with us this week, um, he, he makes me feel bad sometimes. But he's an okay guy. Uh, Mitch. Mitch Mitchell. What are you up to, Mitch? Um Sorry about that, I guess. It's okay. Maybe. Your knife your knife is bad. You should ah, Okay. Uh lots of here is the storm, mostly. Also Animal Crossing, because uh, you know okay. I, love, I love wholesome on, animals. Like there was something about heroes I wanted to ask you about. I'll ask you about it later. I mean you can ask now if you know what it is. I can't remember what it is. It's unfortunately it's there was no. some skin or something I wanted to ask about, but it's it's my brain is currently saying nope, There's don't care. It's the Malveal skin, which is super cool. No, 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 it wasn't that. Uh, but, you know, since we since we talked about it, we might as well get right into it. Um, Overwatch, this, we're going to do top stories now because I'm I'm just, Christmas is messing with my head. It's warm. Do we want to talk about Overwatch or do we want to talk about Heroes? Because both of them had holiday events today. Yeah, I want to talk about Overwatch because the, right now you guys, I, I don't know if you guys understand this, but um, there, there's baby owls in Overwatch now, like. There's owls, and they're really cool. And and Ariza has a puppy. So let's Owl talk about Overwatch. Overwatch. Let's talk about Overwatch skins first, um, guys. That puppy is adorable. Have yeah, you guys seen the puppy? I have seen the puppy. It's yep. one of the new. What is it? Is and it Arissa? Yeah, I know. I'm just. Is it one of the? What do they call that? Is it one of Winter the... Wonderland or something? No, no, yeah. no. Is it one of the emotes? It's not one of the victory poses. What is it? Oh. Yeah, it's an that emote. I don't know. Is it an emote thing? All I know be. is she's got a puppy. I can't remember she's... the technical term for it. Regardless, I think what it's it an is. emote. Yeah, she like opens a box and it has a puppy in it, and she's playing with the puppy and it licks her face and it's the cutest thing ever. And yes, Royal Payday says it's an emote. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's... there's too many different things. There's like skin sprays, victory poses, a bunch of other stuff, and I can't remember which one that one was. But yeah, it's the emote. So she's got one, and then Zenyatta's got one too. It's actually pretty cool looking because he does this. Does? Yeah, he does like this iris thing, but it's like snowflakes come out of him. It looks really neat. Ooh, yeah. yeah I haven't it's... seen them all. I yet. don't. I, I don't play Overwatch because trying to play Overwatch gives me massive motion sickness. That like yeah. makes so the way my eyes are. But I tell you, I'm tempted to play this game just to get Ariza with the puppy, or to get Anya in her owl outfit. Have you seen the owl outfit? I've seen the all owl. of them. We actually have a gallery yeah. available on the website there. But yeah, Anya's got she's got this gorgeous looking snow owl skin type thing where her cape is like feathers and her feet are like owl feet they have the claws and her face has the cowl with like a little owl face in it but um bastion i love bastions bastions is it's an avalanche skin and it's not bastion don't get me wrong bastion looks pretty cool but ganymede has been turned into a tiny snow owl Can't on wait his for shoulder and he's and he's so cute. It's like the most adorable thing I have ever seen. I think though, probably one of my favorites out of this, which may be like an unlikely favorite, but one of my favorites out of this is <laughs> the Junkrat holiday skin, because <laughs> he's he's in beach gear, which is totally appropriate because right now in Australia it's like the middle of summer <laughs> when Christmas oh, yeah. hits in Australia. So. <laughs> This is like so appropriate for him, and I was like, "Yes, okay, I totally love this." It's also a thing he would probably do just, you know, regularly, even if he weren't in Australia. Yeah, but still, it's, anyway, it's very smart. So yeah, I, I, Anna's... some of them, some of them aren't all that like. Some of them aren't really funny or cool. Like I don't know, the one I like the most that's not like the puppy or whatever is Soldier Seventy Six's incredibly utilitarian white outfit, which I know nobody else is going to care about. <laughs> I think but, Alex likes it. No, Alex does not like it, doesn't he? I, no, he doesn't. I like all of them. I like, I think out of all of them, probably Junkrat and then Anna's Snow Owl thing. And then, um, 
Oh, Sombra, the rhyme scheme. I was going to say, the, the weird frost elf Sombra version. Yeah, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, she looks pretty awesome. And then, of course, there's Hanzo. Hanzo's got his outfit from the Overwatch comic, which I really... It's casual Hanzo. It's... Uh, if you look at the back of the skin, and I didn't notice this until I was reading Twitter a couple minutes ago, mm-hmm. uh, the the dragon is placed very unfortunately on the back of his pants. It looks really weird. Like, okay. funny weird. I'm going to have to go look at that. I didn't spin yeah. him around to look at his butt. Well, someone did. Yet. Not not me. That <laughs> was your first mistake, yeah. <laughs> There's also four new victory poses, and I love these victory poses. Um, Genji, Mercy, Roadhog, and Zenyatta all have new victory poses, and they're just toasting. So they've each got, like, a little cup that they're holding in the air. And Mercy's, I love Mercy's because it has, like, the little with the red cross on it and then underneath it it says i think it self, says self-healing or something like that i can't the, it's it's hard it's, to, it might be self-heating or self-medicating or something i probably self-heating actually yeah maybe it's a self-heating mug i don't know all i know is it's really cute they're all really cute i like genji's cup too he's got like this kind of ornate looking black glass and then roadhog has the tiniest most delicate teacup <laughs> you've ever seen yeah it, it, it looks like he's going you but we all know why this is ending in a smashed cup but <laughs> he's, for now he's holding it so so like delicately in his giant massive paw it's just the funniest thing he twixt thumb and forefinger as it were they did a good job again yeah, they did an excellent job, as they always do. And then, of course, you know, the other thing that they've got going on right now is they do have the uh, winter event that has just started up with the whole Yeti thing. What are they calling that event? Uh, Ye- May's Yeti Hunt? Is it May's Yeti Hunt? Okay. I think so. It's the one where there's a bunch of Mays and there's one Winston in the Yeti skin, and Winston has to chase down the Mays, or Mays have to escape the Winston in order to win. And basically, it just sounds like mass chaos. And, and by mass yeah. chaos, I mean all kinds of fun. I kind of want to play it. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but... Yeah, yeah well, it... it just came out, so... Yeah. <laughs> We're all working. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all cool. Um, we should probably <laughs> talk about other stuff, but one of the things I want to bring up is Cobalt's and Catacombs, Catacombs came out last week. It came out on my birthday, so I need to mention it now. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, every time Blizzard puts out an expansion on my birthday, I feel the need to mention it. Oh, that's right. This, it came out like yeah. it came out after we did the podcast and everything. Duh. It came out Thursday. Uh, I haven't and, tried it yet still, but people are loving it, man. Yeah, people I've I've know like even my wife re downloaded Hearthstone, so yeah. It's it's cool. Uh, I'm happy about it. It, it. it she seems to enjoy it. We'll we'll see what's gonna happen. I I, I find the dungeon thing, the the solo dungeon experience to be the most interesting idea for a card game in forever and i'm hoping they keep pulling on more stuff like this i thought honestly when i heard about the uh the knights of the frozen throne expansion i thought that was going to be the big deal this of this you know cycle like that was the, the showstopper but i honestly kind of feel like kobolds in, in catacombs is the better expansion i mean it, it just it has seems a more single fun. player mode and it's isn't it like 100 percent free yeah as far like, as i know to access the content at least like you know obviously you pay for packs but you pay yeah. for packs, but you don't actually have to like pay for the thing. Pay f- no, for the it's dungeon free. Run. Yeah. The dungeon thing is free. Everybody gets it, which I it's making me want to download Hearthstone. I've so far I have resisted the urge, but the game I'm is sure calling I'm break to eventually. me. The game is calling to me and I kind of want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard, listen to me right now. You you've got yourself another player if you just get rid of that thing where when she logs in, she then has she's forced to go through a tutorial. Get That's, rid of that and she'll come back. It's just it's just that I just want to look at my card. I will I play through how to your, play the card game, I'll, man. I'll play through your little tutorial thing. That's fine, but can I look at my cards first? Like that's all I want. I just want to look at my cards first and then go do the innkeeper thing. That's all. I mean, I don't mind doing the innkeeper's bidding. Just let me look at my stuff. <laughs> That's all. For I some want. people, it's been yeah. For some people, it's been a while, and they'd like to actually check out their stuff before they proceed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that came out last week. Um, also, Heroes 2018 ranked season number one started in 2017 because that's the way things happen sometimes, guys. You just kind of have to Look, accept it. it's the it. end of the year, and it goes into 2018. So. Everybody's ready for it to be next year. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm 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 okay with not being next year yet. It's I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, um, here's 2018 rank season one started. Uh, anything people should know about it, Mitch? Uh, about heroes well, guy more than anybody well, else. Well, but besides the 2018 update, like, are you talking just Hero League itself? Just you know anything you think people should know. Be, uh, well, the huge update went live today with the with the 2018 season as well. The 2018 season uses the new. Um, skill-based ranking so like before especially for hero league this is going to be hopefully very nice if it works as intended uh before hero league you have to solo queue because it's hero league uh and if you win a game you lose a game you like win or lose the same amount of points as all of your teammates even if like you're kicking butt all up and down the field and someone's like hey i'm grumpy i'm not gonna help out you all lose or win the same amount of points plus or minus like four to ten I think, and each win is usually win or loss is about 200, so it's very small percent. Uh, but now it's going to take into account how much you participated and like how good you did compared to your teammates. So it'll be hopefully easier to climb the ranks if you're actually doing the right things and participating. And it it won't. It's it's a skill based system essentially. Is it's the new rating system for ranked play and I'm, I'm really hoping it turns out nicely um i haven't had a chance to try it because i want to let the dust settle a little bit on the patch um because the rest of the patch included the map changes which um objectives spawn later into the game health globes uh they start out you know on your side or the enemy side and then after a certain amount of time if no one claims them they become neutral which is brand new uh towers don't have ammo anymore objectives it shows where they're going to spawn so like the uh, cursed hollow map where you have to get the the tributes you now see where they're going to spawn ahead of time it's like a kind of purple outline on the mini map uh stealth heroes all got a huge change because you can now basically see stealth heroes um like before you could kind of see them but you know it 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 took more benefit what benefit does stealth have if you can just see them now uh, you can't target them directly with attacks, so you still have okay. to use like AOE or something to break them. And stealth heroes all got pretty sizable reworks. Um, they can be targeted by towers now, which I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, I'm trying to think what else. It, it was the huge update there, and then there's also Hanzo and the uh, Winter Vale event. So heroes had a huge update today. It's so somewhat like Heroes 3.0. Are there new like winter skins that we don't know about, or is it all basically the same stuff that it's, we already knew about? Well, it's the one. I mean, we knew about them a week or two ago. Okay, it has so, the, so like the Malthiel skin and the, yes. the various the Malfurion okay. and the yeah yeah okay. the uh, the Malthiel skin is surprisingly cheap to craft. Like it's hundred and fifty shards, I think. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It you know what makes up for that is the fact that it costs like fifty dollars in shards or in gems to get the. Uh, Malfurion and Vala pack, but whatever. All I cared about was Malfiel. Yeah, he's he's. I think out of all of them, he's my favorite skin wise. Yeah, the new skins that came out. There's uh, Malfiel, Malfurion, Vala, and then there's a new Lunara one and a new Karazim one. I believe. See, I the, think the Lunara one's just a I, tint. I straight up, one. I did like the Vala one quite frankly. I thought the Vala oh, I, I, yeah, I, I like think the, she's cool too. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like I should mention, because I didn't mention it when we were talking about the Overwatch stuff, um, the Overwatch skins, the Winter Holiday skins, those are 3,000 credits. And then um, you can also get them in the loot boxes, the holiday loot boxes, because they've got those coming out right now, too. And everybody, obviously, as with every event that ever comes out, everybody's got a free loot box. So if you have an Overwatch account, go log in, because you've got yourself a free loot box for the Winter Wonderland event. I gotta say, it. even the Malfurion one's got a rockin' beard. Like that is a seriously oh, nice beard. Um, I'm and the outfit's not bad, really. I mean, the it looks silly with his wings being all red behind it. But you know, hey, the wings have always looked silly, Malf. Let's face it, you're cosplaying as a bird, and it just doesn't work. Ah! But yeah, these are some cool skins. I think. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm really curious to see how the next week or so goes, and I'm I'm a little. I'm legitimately a bit surprised that they didn't start the ranking next week after they've had time to shake things out. But hey, who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they what think the... they've had enough of that already. Yeah, I mean, it was on the PTR for three weeks, which mm-hmm. is pretty a little long. longer than usual. Yeah, so who knows? Keep an eye on it. But in the meantime, I'm really enjoying it. 
All right. Um, I don't. I'm not sure how much we really need to talk about this one, but uh, if you were watching the commercials this week for the movie coming out, Ready Player One, uh, you might have noticed that Tracer gets a cameo in the trailer at least, and it's probably in the movie too. Um, which I mean, I was surprised by. I mean, the movie's coming out this year. I I wasn't. You know, but that's mostly yeah. because the movie seems to be fan service. The movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it totally is. But I was. Exp- I mean, when when I heard that Battle Toads were in it and so forth, that's all. That's all fine and good. I mean, but Overwatch has only been out for a year and a half. Yep. But they're going to stick making, it in there anyway because you know pop culture. It's real popular right now. Yeah, they were making this movie. Like when Overwatch came out, so yeah, but I bet that tracer get, scene that you saw is like the only one. Oh, I'm sure you know she's in for like ten seconds. I'm sure. I mean, look how still, much coverage it's gotten already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but nevertheless, I just it's something we should mention. You know, a tracer got a cameo. They've they've been talking. Um, you know, uh, Activision Blizzard has been talking about wanting to do an Overwatch series or movie or something. Um, so hopefully this will serve to, you know, get them more interested in that. Because like I said before, I really think they should do a Netflix series. I, I think that's the next logical step. They keep making these shorts. Just take that team and give them, you know, tell them, okay, you're now you're making a series and, and see do what it. they do. Do it. There haven't been enough animated shorts this year to keep me happy. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, the one that they did, um, the, the, uh, Reinhardt one was really good. It was so good. It really was. Like, all of the the ones that they've come out with this year have been great. Don't get me wrong. I just want more of them because What what was it besides May and Reinhardt? Um, Uh, Was there another one this year? There was the Junker Town one. That doesn't really count. The Junker Town one doesn't really count. And I want to say that there was another one, and I can't remember for the life of me what the heck it was. Oh, there was the Doomfist one, but that one was animated. It wasn't like, it was like traditionally animated. It wasn't like a cinematic type thing. Um, same deal though, where it was like, that was considered kind of a cinematic type thing. Cause yeah. it's all canon lore stuff, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I mean that first year we <laughs> got us so, more. we got so many of them and I'm like, I just, I want, I want so many more and we didn't get them. What are you guys doing? If you're working on a TV series, okay, you're forgiven. Like, immediately, you're forgiven that we haven't gotten that many cinematics. It's okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah, I have a Netflix subscription. I will watch. I will watch the heck out of whatever you put yeah, out. Like, please. If it was Netflix or Amazon, whatever, I don't really care. But I tell you right now, you, you could basically start off with, like, a two-hour movie pilot type thing and then go into doing a series. It would be a, the perfect platform for it and i really feel like there's an audience for this people would absolutely come see it so i'm hoping that you know her getting a cameo in ready player one starts people thinking you know wow this is really popular we should totally do it because it's really popular and you should totally do it yes i agree that's all i have to say about that because i don't really have any other commentary on the film all right but i think at this point um we're going to move on to do some top stories uh, no, we just did those. Ugh, I'm having a really weird day today. I'm sorry. I'm going to do some it's emails. Okay, guys. Rossi just got older. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I didn't <laughs> think it was possible, but I am, in fact, older. Um, <laughs> if you have an email for the show, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch in it so we know it's for the show. Uh, if you can, keep it, you know, tweet length. I mean, they've extended out how long tweets can be, so, you know, you got 280 characters now, guys. If you can keep it to that, that'd be great. Um, some, we do use longer ones, but it's nice to keep them short because we can try and pack more of them in. Uh, Anne usually takes it for us at this point, so take it away, Anne. Okay, and before we jump into the emails here, if you enjoy our show and you'd like to help support it, consider checking out Munchpack. That's M-U-N-C-H-P-A-K at blizzardwatch.com slash munchpack. Inside every Munchpack is a selection of snacks from around the world. Munchpack offers a variety of pack sizes and delivery schedules, and you can customize the type of snacks you receive with your personal tastes or dietary restrictions in mind. They make a great Christmas present, holiday present, what have you for whatever nerd happens to be on your list myself included i would like this just you know if anybody (laughs) i know happens to be listening to this this would be cool to sign me up for um anyway a few items from the sample pack we received french bonbon sea salt and malt and vinegar crisp from the uk roast busters coffee from the coffee shop of horrors in orlando a can of romulan ale and an adorable teddy bear snack cake from poland um that's just kind of like the variety of stuff that you're going to see. It's snacks from around the world. It's not just the U.S. or one region or another. Um, If you'd like to check that out, you can go ahead and 
check that out at blizzardwatch.com slash munchpack. Um, as for emails, let's go ahead and get into those. The first one that we've got, I don't see a name on it at all. But um, I'm going to read it anyway. It says, Hello, Watchers of Blizzard. One thing I've noticed is that expansion opening events is when racial leaders are most likely to end up dead or otherwise removed from power. This Thanks, is Taryn. true. Thanks, Taryn Gregory and the rest of the Cinematics team for ripping our hearts out. <laughs> anyway, wait, 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 wait. there are, of course, plenty of exceptions to this, but I do think the possibility of a leader not surviving the opening events of Battle for Azeroth is a topic worth considering. When I considered it, one name in particular shot to the top of the list, Malfurion Stormrage. With Teldrassil <laughs> slated to have a rapid oxida- oxidation problem... <laughs> in the battle for Azeroth <laughs> opening. That's a really great way to put that. I wish this had a name on it. Anyway, it does make a certain amount of sense to expect at least one major Night Elven character to not make it out, even if the Night Elves manage to evacu- evacuate most of their people. In addition, with the Emerald Nightmare and Illidan's story arcs wrapped up by the end of Legion, most of Malfurion's personal story arcs are wrapped up. He's still connected to Tyrande, of course, but a lot of people feel that Tyrande's story is at its best when she isn't dealing with Malfurion anyway. And with Tyrande still around, the Night Elves would be at no risk of falling into a leaderless limbo. So how would you feel if they did have Malfurion perish in the burning of Teldrassil? And is there anyone else you could see not making it out of Battle for Azeroth's opening? That was lengthy. What? Malfurion dying? Oh, no, we can't let that happen. Okay, well, Rossi, what are your thoughts on this? And I'm not, Uh, like, not just Night Elves. If we're opening it up to all of the leaders, uh, both Alliance and Horde, do we think anybody is going to get the axe in Battle for Azra's opening? And which ones? Honestly, I picked this so Mitch could have fun with it. That's the reason I picked this email. I thought, (laughs) oh, Mitch Mitch would enjoy this. That's why I put it in there. For myself... I kind of like hope they don't kill off anybody important just because I've, we kind of did that in Legion a lot. Like I'm, I'm, I've got murdered leaders fatigue. I'm, I'm tired. It's like if, if they, and plus let's be completely honest. If they kill Malfurion. Most players responses would be, Oh, or yeah, that's good. Yeah. So it's a good time to do it, man. Oh, it's never a good time to do it. What they should do with Malfurion is give him a story where people actually care about the character. Nope, too late. Yeah. He's already he's over. The... It's never too late. You can always it's always do it. it's too late for him. But they should kill Sylvanas. I mean, but they won't go to. are absolutely never going to kill Sylvanas. It's never going to happen. Um, and it really, this is the story where they should kill her because we should see what happens when she dies. I don't mean in the game. I mean to her. Like, are we gonna? Does she still have the deal with the? Uh, are there any of those um, Valkyr left? It, it is. I want them to do more with Hela, like you would not believe. And I want there to be like hell yeah, to, like I want to see that there's like some. I want stuff that happened in Legion to matter. She you know dies, what I mean? and Helia pops up and says, "Oh hi," gives a handshake, and then poof, she's alive again. Is that what you're so, hoping for? Or something? I just, I just want there to be some consequences to Will what happened. Someone between resurrect Gen and... me? Oh hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. it. <laughs> yes, I understand. Mitch, no. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you in the middle when you're talking and totally tell terrible jokes. So anyway, um, I just, I don't, I feel like they killed the characters off too much in Legion. Not that they too much, but we did that. We saw what happens. I, I want to see, like, give them stories instead. Like, I'd love to be there to be a story where Malfurion realizes, oh, oh God, all that, le- all that neutrality stuff I've been pushing this whole time led to this happening. That's why my people now don't have a home. I've I've been I've been a fool, like something like an actual story with the character. Get, let Taronda like go do a story by herself and not not deal with him, and let him do a story by himself and not deal with her. This because they're married doesn't mean that all their stories have to relate to each other or but be to love you know each other. Well, that's fine. I love my wife, but we don't do everything together. Um, beyond that, though, I, I, like I said, I hope they don't kill anybody. If they kill anybody, I mean, it isn't looking good for Sorfang. You think? And uh, I don't want this to be true. This is one of those things where I, I see it coming and I don't want it to happen. No, they can't do any. No, it's He's not precious. First off, they finally put him in an opening cinematic. I know that is not good news for him. That is this is a guy who's managed to stay out of them opening cinematics up to this point, And now they put him in one. That's I'm not I'm not feeling great. I, for his chances. I think he'll be OK. I think it's just because Sylvanas sort of needs uh, an advisor for the other part of the horde. And like he he's with her in the prologue talking to her about how she needs to lead the horde and not just the forsaken. 
He's with her in the approach to Teldrassil, and he's with her at the battle for Undercity. I think it's just because they want Sylvanas to have someone who's not a Forsaken by her side. I'd be totally okay with him sticking around forever. I I would not even mind him becoming Warchief, although, man, he's got a serious case of the Murtaugh, so if they make him Warchief, I'd feel horrible for him. Like This is the guy that everybody else might want the Warchief position for power or glory or whatever. He'd be like, oh, no. Can I just no. go fishing? Because that's all I really want to do. Can I just... Can I go? We need to relocate where the war chief sits J.M. Jameson in the chat channel has a very important question that I feel like ties into this and needs to be addressed. He says, Is an opening cinematic like getting a red shirt? It doesn't seem like a good thing. I it's mean, not. Because, I... I mean, okay, let's, let's, let's look at this realistically, right? Classic World of Warcraft. None of the characters really had names. They were just all, you know, random characters. Burning Crusade, they came back. But guess who else was in that trailer? Marad. Marad. Where is Marad now? Dust. Dead? <laughs> then Wrath you go of the to Lich King. Wrath yeah. of the Lich Wrath King. Who was in the trailer? Arthas. Who did we kill at the end of Wrath of the Lich King? Arthas. Cataclysm. Deathwing. Now, Miss, wait. Mr. Yeah, Pandaria doesn't, doesn't really count so much. Because actually the two people that were there... There was there was the orc and the human dude, and both of them were okay because they released that short with the two of them in the bar at the end, trying to figure out what the heck had just happened. And then um, Chen well, also was the, obviously yeah, the other character, it. and Chen Chen is still very much alive and doing things and everything. So that one doesn't quite count. Warlords of Draenor was like it was a feature film of every every dude we were ever going to kill in that expansion all at once, <laughs> plus yeah, one in the next expansion. <laughs> Yeah, and then World Legion. Cinematic. Yeah, Legion. There you go. It's like let's let's focus long and lovingly on Varian. Let's really let's focus just, on him. Let's have him give us his inspirational speech because he's not long for this world of Azeroth. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, hmm. And then of course, who do we have in the battle for Azeroth trailer? We've got Sylvanas, we've got Anduin, and we've got Gen. We've got Saurvang. I think Bane was there. Like everybody was there. My yeah, my whole problem with this my whole problem with this and on the one hand does Malfuria need to die maybe I mean it could be argued that yes his story has kind of come to its thematic conclusion where does it have to go from here at that point as a writer you make a realistic choice you find a new place for his story to go or you get rid of him one or the other which one has the better impact to the story is there more that Malfurion could be doing for the main story, for the main narrative of World of Warcraft. Don't know. That's up to Blizzard's writer, writing team. Um, Christy, put him on your kill list. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving beyond oh, that, boy. though, moving beyond that, I don't really want to see anybody die. I don't want to see any of the major leaders die, particularly on the Horde, because the Horde has not had it easy the last several expansions. In Cataclysm, we had Thrall step down, and when Thrall stepped down, Garrosh was put in his place. Then we get rid of Garrosh, because obviously Garrosh is terrible. Thrall doesn't come back, so the orcs still don't have, like, a leader figure. Apparently Saurfang has stepped up in that role, even though it wasn't officially announced. And then we get Vol'jin, who gets put in the war chief position. Vol'jin is gone, so now the trolls don't have a leader. Bane, obviously, or excuse me, Cairn, had that death match with Garrosh and didn't survive that. So now we've got Bane, who's a relatively new leader. Like, Sylvanas is one of the only original leaders that we have left from the original Horde. She's it. She is it. Because... <laughs> Back in Classic, what did we have? We had the Forsaken led by Sylvanas. We had the Orcs led by Thrall. He's gone. We had the Trolls led by Vol'jin. He's gone. And we had the Torin led by Cairn. He's gone. Sylvanas is the only one left. And that's crazy to think about. And then you look on the Alliance side, we've still got Gelbin still there. Mechatork's not doing a whole lot, but he's still there. That's good. Magni's been turned to crystal but he's back again so that's good and we've also got you know the united clans of the dwarves that's also good and we've got Andwin because Varian is gone well when we started in classic Andwin was the leader anyway sort of kind of he was a kid but still he was in that leadership role so it's not like we've lost a whole lot one could argue although I think Varian still had places he could have gone I just I think that we've already lost too many major characters and maybe we should stop with the kill fest of the major characters and actually 
give them some story progression beyond and now they die. You know what I mean? Yes, but that said, my predictions. I think Varisa could be on the chopping block for sure. Um, especially because of that, the picture uh, in front of Teldrassil with the elf by the side. I think that she's a possibility. I think that um, Mads Mikkelsen might also be a possibility. Um, Couldn't, can't, whatever his actual name is. Bethanos? No, no. The dude who looks like Mads. Then I have no idea who you're talking about. Terralian. Terralian. Yeah, I think he's a possibility. Just because he's not actually a, on a particular faction. Neither one and of them are major no. faction leaders, though, is the thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, major faction leaders, eh, maybe Thrall, and he's not even really a faction leader. So I don't know about major faction leaders, but in terms of major lore characters, I could see Varisa, I could possibly see Terralian, and not likely Thrall, but at the same time, he's my out there guess. So yeah. Okay. Those are mine. Anything to add to that, Rossi? No, I don't think they're going to get rid of Turalyon because I think Turalyon and Varisa are going to stick around because they're the way the uh, allied races get introduced no, to the Alliance. That's Illyria, not Varisa. Sorry, Illyria, sorry. That's why Varisa. I think Varisa could, could die. I think Varisa could die. It would be dumb, but they could happen. It'd be kind of pointless. <laughs> I'm just, I'm tired of them axing we've major got, characters. We've got three Varisa, we've got three Windrunner sisters, but we only need two. We what do we do? Two. Which one Kill is the one. spare? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're I don't being... want to like no, because if Varisa lot dies and that leaves her kids as like orphans, because Ronan's already kicked off and she has like twin boys, so I mean, okay, but like worse things have happened to children in WoW. I know, but still, it's <laughs> I just I'm tired of let's use death as a as the only plot element that matters here. I, I would rather them develop the story in some kind of fashion that doesn't involve killing people off. I mean, you could experience loss or you can experience tragedy tragedy without experiencing, hey, let's kill off a major character. I don't think that the game really needs to do that. We've done that. We've been down that road. We really went down that road in Legion. I don't think we need to do it in Battle for Azeroth. I mean, arguably, that would be the place to do it, but I just, I think it's unnecessary. I don't know. If it, on the other hand, if it makes Chandra's Feather Moon more important in the story, then I'm okay with then, both. Then that's okay. <laughs> kill, kill Malfurion and Taronda for all I can. Get rid of them both. Bring in Chandra's. I like her. <laughs> Chandra's and Maiev can take charge. You guys suck. You got us to the point where they burned down our tree. Oh. We're taking oh. over. I forgot. The other one, um, which is more iffy for me, but and I know Anne doesn't agree with this one, maybe Nathanos, because I don't, he's not in the cinematic, and I'm Kind of wondering I just, why. I don't think that they're going to kill him off because they just gave him a new model. Yeah, they just gave him a. Second it's the same model, thing though. with Sourfang. They just gave him a new model. Why would Remember they just give him a new? a warchief and then kill them off in the next expansion after. To, <laughs> yeah, to I kill know. Kill him off in the cinematic. <sighs> Got to have an up to date model if you're going to show him dying. I mean, yeah. Need the... Let's just not and say that we did. I just I I find his absence in the cinematic suspect. That's, it is. That's my reasoning for that it's 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 a little different i personally i think that maybe he was absent because he looks a little bit too human so maybe people there might have been some confusion over was that guy an alliance guy or a horde guy who is that you know he's got glowing red eyes and he stands by sylvanas he does he does but yeah i don't know um i think it was the cinematic was more about sylvanas and andwin than anything else but anyway moving on let's answer another email here this one is from balak of dragonblight who says dear winter weather watchers in the battle for azeroth cinematic speaking of cinematics andwin <laughs> seemingly performed an actual mass resurrection on his fallen troops was that supposed to be a divinely inspired one-off or is this something he can actually do now on command and if so wouldn't that have a huge impact on the story thanks balak it looked cool it looked cool. That's yes. it. That's all. He is not going to wander around. First off, you don't even know if he actually resed anybody or if he just healed a whole bunch of people. Yeah, that, it was know, people or, laying like, on no. the ground that may or may not have been expired who all stood up again and started fighting. So it could have been a resurrection. It could have just been, oh, I'm just going to top you all off so you get back up. Like you know. there's, they've had like various spells forever where you could heal a bunch of people at once. Um, the uh, blood elf priest in the original uh, Burning Crusade trailer does some form of Holy Nova. 
She like sticks her staff in the ground and blows up a whole area with holy power. Wasn't there actually so, a resurrection in that cinematic too? Yes, there actually is. There's a resurrection cast on an orc wielding Ashkandi uh, in that cinematic. So, of course, that orc is the best orc ever and should be war chief. But that's got nothing to do with anything other than he is the best orc ever and should be war chief because he has Ashkandi and Ashkandi is the best ever. Anyway, I'm going to stop myself now. My point being, uh, yeah, we it, don't don't look at it and actually go, ooh, Anduin has mass reds. Look and go, ooh, Anduin did a cool thing with the light. You know, it's not. Look at that we've pretty seen, sparkly, yellow, yeah. glowy bubble. Wasn't that the coolest thing ever? Yes, it was. We've also I, seen resurrections in game. Like I know there's the Scarlet Monastery encounter or whatever that is. Like I, Blizzard, Blizzard kind of plays a little loose with those rules. Well, for I that think matter, it's mostly you know, for effects. Sylvanas isn't going to be going banshee every five seconds and, and slaughterizing fools. Oh God! Even, but if she did, I would even though she, so you know, we see her do it in the trailer, but it's missing. just it's not going to happen. Really, cool moment in the trailer too like that was a really cool when she went all like ghosty and and then came out was like for the horde and that was just creepy and the thing is is like and when the light thing that he pulled off was counterpoint to that and just as impressive if not more so um i think it was mostly they wanted these two really big crazy badass characters just to do some really crazy badass things cinematically and boy, they hit that nail on the head. <laughs> they really did. They did it. They really did. Um, I think they've yeah. mentioned before here and there, haven't they, that like hero characters don't necessarily follow the same rules as player characters. They do all kinds of yeah. things. They flat out pointed out that Anduin isn't a paladin, even though he's wearing full plate and carrying yeah. a sword and yeah. using the light because they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to limit him that way. So, even though you know they've got. Teralyon right there standing next to him as a paladin used to be a priest now he wears plate armor carries a sword and uses the light there Anduin's not a paladin that's the way it is. no but I mean he's going to be there oh. right next to Anduin in the game oh no okay yeah I just want to make sure I didn't miss that no no yeah, Teralyon was just, in the cinematic I would have mentioned it it's just it's it's a hero character thing where they do something really flashy and cool and regardless of whether or not it was a mass res as we think of a mass res it was neat, and it got the whole army back up on their feet, and I rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's about that. Okay, uh, next email is from Kali, Pally Shuhalo, proud patron. Thank you. Who says, howdy. With the recent PTR updates for 7.3.5, including four of the allied races, is this hinting to a possible special pre-order deal where players get access to these races early when we pre-order Battle for Azeroth? If so, what are your thoughts on such offers? Thanks for all you do. Holly. Didn't they do that with Demon Hunters last time? They yeah. did. Yep. We've got we've been getting this question more than just emails. It's been in the queue a lot too and Twitter yeah. and lots of places. So it's definitely something people want to know. People um, are people are piping up about it because you know, Blizzard has said, Oh yeah, no, there's just stuff that's being tested with that patch just because it happens to be in there. But th- these are, you know, Battle for Azeroth features, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people are going, you know, there's an awful lot of stuff here for stuff that's not going to be in seven point three point five. Yeah. I think that it's very possible just for the reasons you listed and because demon hunters have set the precedence in a way um also because we the the allied races start at level 20 and you have that whole armor reward uh heritage armor for leveling them to cap and i think if they were to release at least the initial ones if they were to release alongside battle for azeroth it would kind of split players who want to be playing these as the new main, especially here's, Nightborn and Void Elves. Here's my thought on the matter. I mean, you've got a good point there. But the other point to be made is that 7.3.5 changes the leveling game. It changes how you level. It changes the experience leveling curve and everything else and how you choose how you level and that kind of thing. That's all something that's coming in 7.3.5. So wouldn't it realistically make a little bit of sense to introduce these characters that we do level from level 20 onward in the patch where we have the leveling revamp? See, I don't think they're going to do it then because that seems like we don't know. 7.3.5 seems it's coming out a lot like it's going to be months and months before uh, the expansion comes out. We don't yeah. know when. We don't even know when they're going to open pre-orders on this thing. So I don't think they're going to drop it right when seven three point five comes out. But I do think they could give it as a pre-order thing once they've nailed down when pre-orders are going to happen. Because if if I remember how Legion worked, and if I don't, I apologize. Uh, the pre-orders were like a month before Legion actually came out. So you had time to like it was during the whole demon invasion. You had time to get your demon hunter up to speed and do some questing and like play around with it. 
before the actual expansion hit. Like I remember doing the uh, Cadgar wants to see you in Stormwind thing, or Cadgar wants to see you in a uh, Orgrimmar thing. Hey, go to Karazhan. Yeah. Champion. Yeah. All that stuff. I did all that stuff on my Demon Hunter. Like I had a Demon Hunter, and I did all that stuff on him. So I'm fair. Like I'm comfortable with the idea that they might do the pre allied race stuff during 7.3.5 as as part of the pre-order like i think that i can imagine that happening because they've said you have to unlock these things yeah there's a quest chain where you actually unlock the allied race and gain the ability to create one it's not just oh boo or oh bing if we want to go back to bing it's not like it's not like an oh automatic oh you bought the game okay here's your allied race no you actually have to like convince them to join you that's part of the whole allied thing and we know that some of that stuff is already in the game like for instance to get the nightborn to join you 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 kind of already have to have a positive reputation with them so you kind of have to do the suramar stuff and there's a couple other things that same with the high mountain we know that they've said some of the stuff is already doable it's already in the game you could work on it right now if you wanted to so i think there's going to be there's there's less impetus not to let them do it as a pre-order. Do you know what I mean? Like if they if they yeah. want to let people work on it already, then that that implies that there's a certain amount of forward thinking on this. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it come in the pre-order, like the pre-ordering during the patch. I wouldn't expect to see it as soon as seven point three point five drops. Yeah, that's. As, I I was gonna clarify. I don't think it'll be. I think it could be part of seven point three point five, kind of in the same way that the raid was part of seven point three, but not at the launch of 735 because 735 looks to be, it has a bunch of stuff for the call of the scarab event, which is in January, I think. And I don't necessarily think it would add that stuff unless it was planning on being out by that time. Okay. Let's jump down here. Cause I, this last email that we've got on the list of emails is interesting to me and I kind of want to address it here. Um, and this one is from Wycliffe, who's a Worgen Prot Warrior on Stormrage US, who says, Hi, Watchers. Last week on the show, you were talking about the support classes in Heroes of the Storm and changes coming to them. This question may have been discussed before, but why do you think World of Warcraft does not have support classes or support specs? Do you think it could be done and would be beneficial? Thanks, Wycliffe. I was a little confused by this one. Support, when you're talking support in Heroes of the Storm, it's not just like blanket this is a healer is it well that was sort of what the changes did like it, it's not blanket healing but they did change them with the the they the support put more we emphasis were talking about. on the healing well yeah and they they straight up took away some damaging abilities from other support heroes so like to a degree they are now just healing so in other words maybe since this email might be a little old uh it might be before those changes go in I, or the person might I not know what those so, changes because we were we were talking about it last week and that was those were the changes we were talking about like that's the whole that was the whole aspect of the changes but maybe yeah maybe if we look at it in terms of what were support classes initially in heroes of the storm because they weren't just healers they were healers but they also had other like beneficiary things that they did that wasn't necessarily healing but it helped the team as a whole they were essentially disciplined priests to be honest i mean they could they had wave clearing abilities and I think that was the big thing Blizzard wanted to clear up. Because if you can heal and clear a wave as good as any other healer, or good as any other hero, why wouldn't I, you roll to support? Yeah, and I just remember when we were like, when we were playing as a group, and we were playing Heroes of the Storm to get the World of Warcraft bonus thing on the leveling stream. You guys remember that, right? It was disastrous, yes. but fun. Yep. But Liz was playing, I remember Liz playing Brightwing, and she was just soloing the top lane by herself just like happily killing things all by herself <laughs> yeah, any... and that, that was kind of the thing is like yeah. aoe aoe or lane clearing was really strong on a lot of healers or at least strong enough where you didn't need to worry about laning with someone else but uh the changes kind of took that away from a lot of heroes there's still definitely heroes that have it like alexstrasza is still really good at doing that uh Rhaegar's not as great as he used to be but he's still not bad um I, I think they don't have it in WoW, at least like the hybrid-ish approach, because I think that requires way too much balance. And it also would kind of present this issue of, well, why bring, you know, a DPS and one healer when we can bring two hybrid healers? See, I found myself wondering if they meant like specialists. That's what when, I'm when curious was... about. 
because it, I mean, WoW, WoW does have healers, and it has healers that put a little bit more on than others. Yeah, they have something that acts as support. Obviously, you have healing classes and healing specs that act yeah. That way. If they meant specialist, that's sort of where we're going with Battle for Azeroth as far as utility. It's not quite the same. Don't get me wrong. Explain. Uh, well, because specialists in, in Heroes of the Storm, they it's hard to describe because they they're essentially utility class or heroes. Where like they they're good at doing weird things that other heroes aren't necessarily good at. Like uh, I mean, Lost Vikings. Since I'm in a game with them right now, uh, they're a good example because you can split them up. There's three of them, and you can run them as a group, and you know just kind of play them as a regular ish hero. Or you can send one hero in each lane and soak XP in each lane with one hero, as in, like, with the Lost Vikings hero. Each individual Viking can be in a lane, um, and that's only one player. Uh, other specialists, like Medivh, has portals that he can put down and uh, protective bubbles. And the protective bubbles, unless you spec into them, don't heal. It, and the, even if you spec into the healing, you have to take damage to get the healing from them, and that's pretty late in the game anyways they basically the just... they help out but not necessarily do the most damage yeah yeah exactly they they provide utility in a way that damage dealers aren't going to provide the utility but they're also not going to provide the damage that specialists specialists and heroes remind me a lot of the way shadow priests were in vanilla where and and they weren't PC. good yeah they weren't really ever going to be top dps but they provided a lot of like healing kind of in a not enough to actually count them as a healer, but they got like Excuse? healing and mana back. I was the main <laughs> healer for my raid guild back in vanilla, and I was healing on a shadow priest, and I came out with the top numbers every time. Nobody ever were died. you casting healing spells, or were you? I was casting doing healing damage? spells. I was just healing as a shadow priest, and then every once in a while, if something popped up that oh we need a little extra damage, I would throw some like shadow word pain on it devouring plague whatever but i mean i was keeping up with the rest of the pure healers with my healing because yeah, that, that wasn't priests the goal were... though yeah. <laughs> no it wasn't the goal it wasn't the goal but still shadow priest well, back you, in vanilla amazingly the... op because we could do both <laughs> yeah you couldn't do that healing purely based off ve damage though no you could not i mean we had like devouring plague and we had vampiric embrace yeah. and all of that but that was it I just think in general, um, WoW has moved to a kind of broad... I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's just that I think at most, the support healer, the closest you... Support character from heroes, the closest you'd get would be a healer. And there are various types. Like, Malfurion is almost stereotypically stripped down druid. Like, that's what Malfurion is. He's like a resto druid with, like, two or three of the things that resto druids do. And And he has all of the animal parts to prove it. Yeah, but he doesn't, like, I was always very disappointed with Malfurion. He doesn't have any, maybe he has one now, or maybe I just missed it. He doesn't turn into a bear at any point. Oh, well, he doesn't do he anything. Doesn't... He's got the but... big bear hand thing going on, but yeah. Whereas specialists, like, you have, you know, specialists, some of them are pretty straightforward, like Sylvanas, and then some are, like, Probius or, or Murky or, you know, they're Asmodon with their, like, they, they can really yeah. mess up a battlefield, but they don't do it, like, in straight damage. Yeah, Murky and Abathur are also good examples of how supports are kind of different. Like, Murky is, he's a quarter of a death every time he dies, and he respawns quickly with his egg. Um, And he can do a lot of damage because he has really strong wave clear, but he has that weird mechanic where it kind of is expected that he'll die a lot more often. Uh, Whereas Abathur, you stand back and you just put a hat on someone, Abahat, and you kind kind of of help someone else out on the battlefield by just hovering above them and shooting things as you can. I, I think out of all of all of World of Warcraft's various classes and specs, I like the analogy that you made, Mitch, where you said that's a discipline priest. Because I think yeah. that that kind of fits that role the best. Because, yeah, you are kind of healing, but you're also damaging, and you're, like, doing healing via damaging. And there's the yeah, absorb and, and aspect some, of things and all of that. Some heroes come closer to that than others, but it's definitely that sort of... It's a specialist because sometimes it's a specialist because it has a unique mechanic like Abathur or Vikings or Murky. Sometimes it's a specialist because it doesn't necessarily fall into the same cat. It doesn't fall into a damage dealer category or a tank category or a healer category, especially usually, especially not healers. But as far as damage dealing and tanking go, it's it's not going to be able to do either of those. But if you leave them unattended, they will really mess up a map. And as far as World of Warcraft 
goes, I almost think that any class that's got like that tri-spec aspect to them, like a monk where they can be a healer, they can be a tank, they can be a DPS, like each spec does each of the roles. That's kind of where you run into that a little bit more because they can be in theory, everything quote unquote, and they can yeah, be Rath really good at what they do. Wrath and Lich King era paladins really were that like they were, they were really difficult to deal with like in PVP yeah. especially because they could just, they could heal themselves back up to full. They could wreck you in ret while healing themselves back up to full and they could bubble themselves and then heal themselves some more. They were really a pain to kill. Um, they didn't do a ton of damage, but they could do a ton of damage in a short burst. They could they could be pretty effective. So they were kind of a really... pain in vanilla too, unless you mana burned them. <laughs> yeah, once they oh, had no yeah. mana, they were useless, and it was really shamans, funny. <laughs> shamans, shamans were the ones though. Like a horde shaman yeah. coming at you with like a good weapon. Jeez. And when fury, remember, yeah, yeah. I remember like fighting. A, 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 I remember when I like just switched horde. And I was watching, I was in, a, I think it was Warsong Gulch. I was trying to get the two-handed sword for uh, my Tauren. And I remembered, like, watching a, a shaman come running up in full, like, raid gear. He had the, the Might of Menethil Mace, which at the time was the highest top-end damage weapon in the game. And he had Wind Fury on it. And he just would, he would hit people and either nothing would happen or they would explode. Like, he'd be like, thump, 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 and nobody would care. And then, thump, boom, people die. <laughs> They would just literally be nothing there because the the weapon would proc three times. Like you know, you'd get you could Wind Fury could proc off of itself too back then. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You could get a Wind Fury setup where it just hit and people would just be vapor after it hit them. It was insane. So, it was so, absolutely, in, but it was so much fun to play. Yeah, I, I think sh I think those shaman would be really close to a specialist. But the, back then, the, those shaman would be close to what a specialist is in heroes. In terms of like this, the support thing, like I think it's fair to say. I mean, if if Mitch is basically calling it, you know, that they've turned healers and so they support classes. Heroes are more standardly heroes. Healers now they're not healers who can also kill, clear an entire lane. They're not like healers with almost as much DPS as an assassin. So there's a certain amount of that in WoW baked in. I think to a certain degree. Yeah, it's it's also a hard comparison go, going back to the specialist one more so than the support because specialists. It was just double checking the list, and they have a lot of specialists have some sort of map presence uh, that other heroes just can't do. Like Probius can set up his pylons wherever, and you know that gives vision. I mean, he needs to stand in them, but he can theoretically set up one uh, across the map. Gaslow has turrets. Zagara has her creep. Abathur and Murky, you know. Murky has his eggs, Abathur is whatever. Medivh can fly. Medivh can fly everywhere without getting hit. Um, so a lot of the specialists have map presence that just kind of can't be matched by other heroes. And that's not really something that translates into WoW. Like, I the clo the what I can think of for that is like, hey, I'm going to chain mind vision so I can mark things with, you know, targets, target markers. We but were doing that in vanilla. Oh, Yeah. Um, but that's not even like that's outside of combat. Well, utility we weren't marking than... like traditionally, but we were targeting yeah. things so people yeah. could target. It was like assist and target my target. <laughs> yeah. It, so regardless of what exactly uh, the question, like if the question was support or specialist, there's not a perfect direct comparison, and I do think that support has gone more towards the WoW model of primarily healing with you know some ability, so you don't die if you're on your own. Um, and specialists is sort of hybridy, but it doesn't really have a perfect, you know, correlation. Okay. Well, that pretty much wraps us up for emails and wraps us up for the show. Um, again, if you enjoy our show and you want to help support us, consider checking out Munchpack. You can check that out at blizzardwatch.com slash munchpack. That's M-U-N-C-H-P-A-K. And get yourself some treats for either you or, hey, a friend or a loved one. It's the holiday season. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to g the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thanks, Dan. Um, if you guys have emails for the show, remember to send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com uh, with podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll be here next week.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.